Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. Good day, and welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world-famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis. Welcome to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and we're on Voice America Radio Network's business channel, and we're sponsored by Cision, which was formerly Bacon's. You can visit them at us.cision.com. And we have a great show today because Cision, the two very important players from Cision are coming on the show, and it's not a walking advertisement because um, the show that we did last time with uh, David Copperthorne was one of our most downloaded shows, and he's going to be joining us again today along with an, another special guest. Um, and I'm calling the show, it's sort of about wrapping your PR arms around the social media phenomenon, so I'm calling it, Have You Hugged Your Social Media Today? And, and t- today is Friday the 13th, and so we were having a few t- technical problems, but ho- so bear with us if we have some more. Um, but I want to introduce my first guest. Just before I introduce them, though, get out your notepads, because today we're going to learn how to determine where the most important media conversations are taking place for your customers, how to engage them in appropriate ways, and how to engage the social media leaders, and what pitfalls to avoid in reaching out to influential social media voices and people, etc. Uh, my first guest joining us again today, David Coppathorn, founder of Aquarius Advisors. He's the PR firm for our show's sponsor, Cision. Copperthorne became global CEO of Porter Novelli International after it acquired his company, Copperthorne and Bellows PR, um, which was the fastest-growing uh, high-tech marketing company during the tech boom, those good old days. CNB grew from a two-person Silicon Valley consultancy to a global firm with more than 300 people in 12 offices around the world. Uh, you can find him at AquariusAdvisors.com. And my second guest, Jay Crawl. That's J-A-Y-K-R-A-L-L, and he's not related to the jazz singer Diana Krall. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for free tickets. Uh, is He's manager of the Internet Media Research uh, for Cision, and um, he's responsible for the development and maintenance of the online media segment of Cision's media database. He coordinated the creation of a new Internet Media Research team for Cision and has been instrumental in uh, Cision's social media efforts, including service as a leading uh, contributor to the company's popular Cision blog. He came to Cision from financial services industry and was previously a newspaper reporter, so he got a very interesting background. You can contact him, by the way, at j.crawl at Cision.com. Jay and David, welcome. Thank Thank you. you. So um, how did you two meet? I always love to start with that question because there's always some kind of story. (laughs) Did you meet at Cision? Did we, Dave? I think we did. <laughs> we did, yeah, we, we did. And um, Dave and I, uh, we've worked together on a lot of our outreach efforts, in, including white papers and uh, the launch of our blog and th- all the social media outreach efforts that we've undertaken. Now, we've done, you know, I've been f- focusing a lot on the social media on the show, probably because, 
you know, I'm fascinated with it. I, you know, I was an old school publicist who's had to make the switch. Um, we had on uh, Paul Gillen and David Meerman Scott, who, oh, cool. wrote, you know, you probably know both of them. The authors sure. of Secrets of Social Media Marketing and um, the New Influencers, and um, both of them were really fascinating. I've learned a lot, um, but I really wanted to learn more from you about how it's integrated with Cision. Um, but for Jay. Um, I, you've been described as sort of a social media evangelist. Can you describe exactly what you do? Because it, to me, it's just, it goes right over my head. Sure, absolutely. Um, precision uh, social media was something that we started getting involved in um, to answer questions from our clients, from journalists who are listed in, in our media database, and from bloggers. And uh, when we saw this as a platform where we could start to discuss our services in a more open way than we ever had before, um, that seemed like an exciting opportunity for us, and we really dove into it. Um, I would say late spring, early summer of last year was when we really started to pull together um, a multifaceted campaign. Um, actually, it's not really even a campaign in the PR kind of sense. It's really more of a collaboration between departments here to get the most out of social media. So we have client services people on uh, Twitter and other social networks reaching out to both our clients who are discussing our products and services on those networks and also potential clients. Um, and in in addition to that, we launched our own blog to start talking about uh, how our clients, the PR community in general, can get the most out of uh, social media outreach, which I think a lot of people find very intimidating. You know, I mean, um, to reach out to bloggers, you know, the, there's still this stig stigma, even though blogs have been around for about 10 years now, that uh, bloggers are going to flame you and write nasty things about you and they feel no uh, remorse about it or whatnot and they're not as beholden as an editor at a newspaper or a magazine. Um, but that really has not been our experience, and we've had great experiences reaching out to bloggers um, and talking and explaining our services and what we have to offer to them, and also speaking at industry conferences with them and and that sort of thing. And it also gave us an excuse and, and a reason to start coordinating more across departments and uh, working together to solve some of the questions that we were getting about our offerings um, on social networks, particularly on Twitter, because as you probably know, there are tons of PR people on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, everybody's on Twitter now. I mean, it's 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 amazing because you have these uh, journalists in the traditional uh, outlets, you know, for example, on cable TV, that are twittering while they're on the air, or five seconds before, or five minutes after, and you can follow them. Um, and it's just it's just it's sort of a, an amalgam. It's becoming an amalgam, and there's no way you can um, not get involved in social media if you're a publicist at this point. Sure, absolutely. And I think a lot of the people that we've met and um, formed relationships with on Twitter in particular, um, you know, there are a lot of people out there trying to help companies figure out their way through social media and how to get the most out of it and how to monitor um, what's being said about them, which is something I can talk about in more depth a little bit later. But um, we, we made connections with a lot of independent social media consultants. And for them, Twitter is the, the whole engine of their business. It's where they meet prospective clients. Um, it's where they explain what they have to offer. It is their marketplace, and uh, we found you know those people were kind of inherently involved in what we do in um, a lot of ways. We list them in our media database. You know, we have more than ten thousand profiles of uh, blogs and other social media outlets in our media database. Um, 
And so we started reaching out to them and getting great feedback from them about how we can better work with um, not just bloggers but journalists in general and, uh, you know, to make sure that they're getting the press releases and the press materials that are appropriate for their coverage area, which is always a big focus for us. We want to make sure that uh, our listings are, are showing where people or how people want to be um, pitched and what they're interested in. So, do, I mean, how do you how decision keep, track of this it could, it's just you know it's almost in, in an infinite number potentially of just anyone can twitter so sure. how do you how do you keep track i mean you said you're reaching out to them but how how do you how do you plow through it i mean dave dave maybe you want to take a stab at this yeah it's it's, it's a real interesting problem because uh uh it threatens to overwhelm the uh the the regular PR person when you feel like you've you've got, you know, a 10 or 100 times as many contacts that you've got to keep up with both among the bloggers and uh, now now uh, those those people who are active twitterers. I think Jay can tell you uh when you're on Twitter, the best way to uh uh monitor the the activity is to engage in the activity. Uh and very quickly, especially uh in the in the markets where where you're a follower and you're being followed followed uh, you'll start to see who the most active voices are, who the most uh, uh, authoritative voices are, and then you start to uh, uh, start to gather your own database of uh, the most influential people in your particular uh, market. Uh, at the same time, uh, you can go to the standard databases, especially uh, decision database, and, and now Twitter handles are, are being uh, uh, applied to, to uh, many of the uh, journalists and the other active Twitterers. Uh, Jay can tell you exactly how that works. Well, how- how does that work, Jay? I mean, sure. From our approach, um, Twitter is a communication tool, so we don't really think of someone's Twitter account as being a media outlet unto itself, although there are people who feel that way, and I think that is fairly justified in some cases. You know, um, Some of these folks who have tens and hundreds of thousands of followers, you could make a pretty strong argument that that is as influential um, a mouthpiece as any blog or even website or maybe some traditional media out there. But uh, from our standpoint, we knew that our clients wanted to use Twitter to reach out to both traditional journalists and bloggers. So what we did was we started including their Twitter usernames in their profiles at those outlets where we list them, whether it's their blog or a newspaper or whatnot. Ah, I see. But but with Twitter, they don't have an outlet. Right. I mean, well, I mean, you could argue that someone's own Twitter page is an outlet. I mean, you can certainly exert a lot of influence uh, to your followers and the people who follow them and whatnot through Twitter. But I think um, a lot of times this this discussion gets bogged down in who's the, who are the most influential people on a particular social network and how do I get their attention. And I think that people lose sight of the fact that anyone who is mentioning not just your product or service, but the problems that it solves and your competitors, that's something you need to know about. So really, I think most companies are getting their feet wet with social media by simply monitoring and responding to comments about their own offerings and their space. Yeah, uh, and that's one of the, the main things that we help people do as well, both um, through well through monitoring, through social media monitoring. We have a product for that, this, the Cision Social Media Dashboard, which is powered by Radiant 6. And um, that's something that I think a lot of uh, people who aren't very comfortable with a network like Twitter will take a first look at and say, wow, there were 25 comments about my company in the last week or in some cases thousands of comments, and I really need to start monitoring that and responding to at least some of those. Wow. David, did you, did you want to add something? Oh, no, I was just uh, going to say that uh, pick up on one point. Influencers, uh, 
it, it, that whole business of influencers is very interesting, and it's evolving. Uh, Pepsi recently did a big promotion of its new packaging. They've changed the packaging and the logos and right. the uh, uh, the iconic red, white, and blue uh, circle uh, and that kind of thing. They sent out to the top 50 uh, social media, you know, the bloggers uh, who follow marketing, uh, the, uh, an exclusive look at the new packaging. And that worked quite well because it went, it spread virally. It was a way to pre-announce the product and get get a tremendous uh, pickup, and then the mainstream media followed. But they, there was actually a little bit of criticism as well from a couple of the uh, folks who acknowledge that they're marketing influencers, but they're not passionate about the Pepsi brand. And they said, you know, Pepsi would have been even better served if it had uh, reached out to the passionate uh, bloggers who are, are, are Pepsi evangelists. And uh, every, every major brand has them, and, and uh, so you should look for those folks. Uh, this guy was saying, I'm a Dr. Pepper man, I'm not a Pepsi man, so I'm less effective. So it's, it's very interesting how the... Uh, the whole environment is evolving very rapidly. And one thing Jay has done, one thing Cision's done uh, in kind of positioning itself as a, uh, a service company to the PR industry uh, by engaging uh, in, in social media and uh, becoming it, it, its own kind of case history for uh, best practices in social media, it's helping the rest of the industry kind of set the agenda. You know, when you go out to uh, uh, pitch bloggers or try to, you know, get your story in front of influential bloggers. A lot of bloggers are not uh, uh, trained journalists or people who are used to dealing with PR people. So uh, they're very sensitive about not being pitched. Uh, right, and they can set, you know, because we, I'm going to have to take a break, but when we've had, I've had some very influential bloggers on the show, um, yeah. the mommy bloggers, and they say, you know, they can sense inauthenticity yeah. <laughs> and authenticity very, very well. Um, and that's that's you know a big difference. They they feel you know it's it's all about the authentic voice. So uh, as PR people, we have to really make sure we're not spinning in in the negative sense. Right. Um, and it has to be very very authentic. Okay, we're gonna have to take a break. Um, I'm your host Maureen Kettis. You've been listening to PR Insider. We are sponsored by Cision, and we've been talking all about Cision. And join us back in a moment after a word from the sponsor with Jay Crawl, Manager of Internet Media Research for Cision, and David Coppathorn, founder of Aquarius Advisor, the PR firm for Cision. We'll be right back after this message. Money, money, up-to-date business and financial news. Money, money. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. 
Precision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. Stocks, bonds, 401ks, investments, refinancing. We can help you. Call now toll free. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision, on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis. We're sponsored by Cision. We've been talking about Cision because they've got a lot of new, exciting things going on. Don't forget to visit the website, us.cision.com. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, too, you can always get archived episodes on Voice America's website or uh, you can look for my host page there or go to prinsider.biz. Welcome back again to David Coppathorn, founder of Aquarius Advisors, a PR firm for Cision, and Jay Crawl, manager of Internet, Internet Media Research for Cision. So we want to get a little technical now that we're back from the break. What is the social media dashboard, Jay? I'm rolling up my sleeves to get technical. Um, <laughs> absolutely. The social media dashboard is a product, a platform that monitors over 100 million blogs, um, all the big social media. Say that again, 100 million blogs. 100 million blogs. How many blogs. people, I mean, I, I, okay, I believe you, but I mean, how many people are managing uh, 100 million blogs? I mean, how do you do? How do you divvy that up over a decision? How oh, thank goodness, it's all automated. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that um, this product that I'm talking about, Decision Social Media Dashboard, is powered by technology from Radiant Six, and uh, not only does it monitor all of those blogs, but the big social networks like LinkedIn, Twitter, MySpace. Um, but uh, that I'd like to talk about that number for a moment, um, 100 million blogs, because that's the kind of number that really scares people into feeling like social media is too overwhelming for them at times um, to even start to take a glimpse at. And it's, there are a number of ways of gauging how many truly influential blogs are out there. Um, the Technorati State of the Blogosphere report that came out a few months ago suggested that there are about 50,000 blogs that have had at least 50 inbound links um, from other blogs and sites in the past six months. And to me, that's probably a more meaningful gauge of how many blogs out there have any kind of uh, semblance of community or audience um, surrounding them. So, so they're monitoring. Say that again. They're monitoring incoming 
messages from other bloggers? Is that what you're saying? Inbound links, exactly. Links are the currency of the blogosphere. So it's one of the primary metrics that you want to look at to determine uh, which blogs are worth your time and effort to pitch. Okay, because when blogs, uh, when bloggers want to uh, reach out to other bloggers and uh, kind of uh, expand the scope of their audience, one thing they're going to do is link to posts from other bloggers in their topic area. Okay, and um, there are good ways of, from a blogging standpoint, good ways and bad ways of doing that. But from a PR standpoint, you always want to be aware of not just inbound links, but other metrics. There are a lot of ways to quantify um, whether a particular blog is a destination that's important um, in a particular topic area. And uh, inbound links is certainly one of those. Um, comments is another one. Uh, not only the number of comments, but the length of comments, uh, the number of different people leaving comments, and the extent to which those people are using that comment section to have a conversation. Those are all things that are tracked in the Cision Social wow. Media dashboard. And that's part of the Radian 6 technology? Exactly. Do they yeah. also search for, does it also search for words that have to do with your, whatever it is, your, your topic that you're talking about? I mean, is it... Sure. It's a monitoring platform, so it's all designed around keywords. It's, you know, you can create topic profiles that monitor a number of keywords, including your own brand, um, your competitors, and anything that uh, might be related to your service. So one thing that we often say is if you're selling shoe pads, you want to be monitoring for terms like sore feet. You don't just want to monitor the term shoe pads or, or the name of your own good company. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that you can find people who uh, have an interest in whatever it is that you're promoting uh, or whatnot. Okay, so I'm a, let's say I'm a, well, I am a publicist, but let's say I'm a, I'm a, a customer coming to you. And my, my, uh, one of my uh, campaigns that I want to do involves, I, I need to reach out to social media. I promised it to the client. And I'm overwhelmed. I go to the social media dashboard. What? How does it work? Maybe, um, Dave, you want to take a stab at that? Yeah, it's a, there's actually two two uh, applications that you're that you're interested in. One is to monitor what's going on out there today in real time, and that's what you use the social media dashboard for. Mm-hmm. And the other is to dive into the uh, media database. Mm-hmm. And Susan's got a media database of a million, uh, little close to a million. Uh, uh, bloggers, uh, reporters, editors, broadcast outlets, print outlets, etc. And that's updated uh, literally thousands of times a day. So that's, that, that, that's where Cision has made some decisions about putting a limited number of bloggers and other social media uh, uh, influentials into the database. So you can mine the Cision database and say, you know, who are the most important people for uh, in the food industry or in the uh, hospitality industry, uh, and that now that database now includes the most influential bloggers and and uh, social media sites. So you've got two ways: you go to the monitoring tool and see what's happening out there, see where the discussions are, see what the topics are, and then at the same time you go into the database, which is a little more refined and has already vetted the uh, influentials, and you can you can count on the fact that those those people those contacts are. Uh, and there's a lot of information about them. Those, that's a great starting place when you actually do your outreach. Now, that's the way I've done it. So what's the advantage of going through the navigator straight to the, to the source as opposed to going through whose decision has decided to add to the database? Right. 
I, th- I think that's um, that's kind of an interesting question. And what you want to do uh, from the monitoring side is make sure that you know what's being said about your brand because we have all of these case studies now that we've become aware of, especially over the past year, of situations that mushroomed into crisis communications-type situations mm-hmm. for very well-known brands um, because they weren't monitoring what was being said about them on blogs and on social networks. I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you think of a couple or one? Sure, absolutely. Um, Probably the most recent big one that caught mainstream media attention is the Motrin Moms situation. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yes, yes. Okay. Have you did, if you've talked about that on the show before? I no, I haven't. Go, go ahead. Back you through can... it. Um, basically, uh, Motrin had an online video advertisement. It was forty-five seconds long, and um, it discussed how if you're a mom who wears uh, a a papoose or any kind of sling that you carry your baby in, um, that's going to cause back pain and neck pain and other types of pain for you. And uh, obviously that's something you need Motrin for. And um, it made the suggestion, or at least a number of mom bloggers felt that it made the suggestion that moms who do this are doing it um, to wear their baby as a fashion accessory, and they found that offensive. Now, a lot of I know a lot of people, PR people looked at this situation and said, oh, please, come on, that's not offensive. But um, the point is, this video was released on a Friday, and over the next 48 hours, with nobody from the brand monitoring that situation, uh, it mushroomed into something that it shouldn't have been. You know, So you have literally, by the time they get to work on Monday morning, thousands of blog posts, thousands of messages on Twitter and on Facebook and elsewhere discussing how offensive this is. And if it had been caught at, at the start and some of these bloggers were responded to, the blog posts talking about it um, had been commented on, uh, you really would have seen this um, kind of get contained. You know, it's a, it's a, from that standpoint, it's like any other type of crisis communication situation for a PR professional. Um, but, you know, there's a counterexample where uh, AT&T had um, a customer service representative who was on the phone with uh, a, a guy who ha- whose home was in danger from wildfires in California, and this um, customer service person asked if the guy could please take his cable box with him as he fled his home from the forest fires. And so when the guy blogged about this, it started to become a big deal, but AT&T reached out very quickly. They responded to the post. They fixed the situation, they caught it um, immediately. And so that's just kind of a contrast situation. So is that something that only uh, matters if you're dealing with a big brand, a recognizable brand, or is it something that that we would need to monitor if we have clients that are small? Sure. I mean, from our standpoint, you know, Cision is a B2B company, and we get dozens of, of uh, comments that uh, mention our brand and, and ask us questions about our products or whatnot or if they're trying to decide what product to use every single day. So um, it's, it's a question, I think, of knowing where those people are who care about uh, what your business is. It may not necessarily be on Twitter. As I said, a lot of PR people are on that network, but um, yours may be somewhere else depending on uh, what it is that you're interested in. And, and Dave, can you think of some more examples of you know companies that have successfully integrated the social media into their? Yeah, one one great example. It's another. Because uh, I think these, the reason I'm asking is I think these examples, you know, when you're sort of overwhelmed by these numbers, 100 million, this and that and the other, I think when you see you see examples, you you understand why you need it. 
Right, right. Well, this this is a uh, another big brand, but it relates to uh, getting information you would never have had before. Um, Tropicana orange juice recently changed its packaging. They they always traditionally had a sliced orange with a straw sticking out of it. Um, that's you, you you knew you knew that from, you could see it from far away, and you knew that's what it was, and you went right to the shelf. Uh, they changed it to show a glass of orange juice, and it was a, a lot looked a lot more generic. Uh, the initial reaction from uh, the, the people in the marketing community was mixed, and there was a lot of negative. Uh, you know, every time there's a redesign, there's a negative. Uh, but uh, even more important, Tropicana started listening to its most active uh, uh, customers, the, the uh, housewives who bought it every day, the people worried about, you know, should I change brands to get cheaper? Uh, and, and there was a lot of buzz below the ra- what would have been below the radar in the past of a lot of negativity about the the, uh, the change. I mean, a lot of uh, very, very strong, loyal buyers were really unhappy about this. And Tropicana made a very public uh, announcement. They changed. They said, we're going to go back to what everybody likes. We're going to throw out this investment. Uh, we know when to make when, when to uh, uh, change course when, when something doesn't work because uh, we're listening to our customers. Now, five years ago, that, that change would have just gone into effect, and nobody really would have known. You know, they would have listened to the marketing uh, uh, pundits and said, well, you know, they're just trying to make noise. They wouldn't have gotten the feedback from the customers that they did, but they got very accurate feedback and said, this is like presidential polling. You Now you know exactly what people think, and it's very, very important feedback, and they acted on it. Right, because, I mean, in, in previous markets, it's always the, the middleman that sort of gets the say. Right. And now you're talking to, you know, you're able to talk directly to your customers. I exactly. Think that applies to, you know, a small, you know, small business people as well. I mean, that can be amazingly helpful. Wow. Well, we're going to have to take another break. Um, but I'm, I'm learning a lot, and I actually I don't feel as overwhelmed um, by all this stuff as I'm as I'm learning as the show continues, and I keep trying to bring social media people in because I think it's really exciting what's happening in the world of PR. Um, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor with David Coppathorn, founder of Aquarius Advisors, and Jay Crawl, manager of Internet Media Research for Decision. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. All we talk about is money. Call us toll-free, 866-472-5790, and talk to the experts. We talk money all the time. Voice America Business. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Vertex. 
Solutions Communication Intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. Sell, buy, buy, sell. All we talk about is money. Talk to an expert. Call now. Call now. Toll free 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis. We've been having a really fascinating conversation with Jay Crawl, Manager of Internet Media Research for Cision, our sponsor, and David Coppathorn. I love saying his name for some reason. Founder of Aquarius Advisors, and it makes me want to sing that song from Hair, but I won't, just to spare you all. <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks again, guys, for um, being here. Um, so, uh, Jay, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, David told me that you recently did uh, an interesting analysis of the transition from the newspaper industry, from print to online media. Um, do you think journal, you know, print journalism is dead? Are we, are we... I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, oh, I think... I'm relieved to hear you say that. <laughs> I really don't. I do think that a lot of uh, mainstream media outlets, regardless of the, the financial piece of the puzzle, are doing great things online and really embracing the culture of social media. And um, I think they're benefiting from it greatly in terms of traffic and whatnot. And there are some really cool uh, case studies out there of companies that have embraced it to such a degree that they have social media coordinators who are both pushing um, content from their news staff on social networks and on blogs and additionally getting story ideas and, and communicating with their audience that way. Um, one person who does that here in Chicago is Dan Honigman. He's the social media director for the Chicago Tribune and uh, he has a persona on Twitter and, and Facebook and several other social networks. Um, he is Colonel Tribune and uh, he's it's basically a, uh, a cartoon character of the founder of the Tribune from the 19th century, Robert McCormick. And um, Dan goes out there as Colonel Tribune and sends out links to Chicago Tribune stories. He talks with their readers, gets story ideas, um, and he's driven up uh, traffic to their website quite a bit. In fact, I think he told me at one point that uh, he had driven it up 15% in the first six months he was doing this. And this is not any kind of big uh, marketing campaign where he's email blasting people. He doesn't do that. What he does 
is he just simply one-on-one talks to people on social bookmarking sites like Dig, and he you know he submits the articles there, and he he I mean you could say that he broadcasts it in the sense that he's sending out a tweet with a link to a Tribune article um, to thousands of people, but uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can draw people to your content, um, and that study I did that you referred to, uh, I was looking for which of the newspaper blog networks out there, that is, groups of blogs on newspaper websites, um, were uh, the most popular and the most influential, and I used our monitoring tool, the Decision Social Media Dashboard, to um, analyze some data from those uh, those sites and their, their social metrics and how many links they have and that sort of thing, and um, came up with some interesting ones, particularly in some cities that you wouldn't necessarily think of um, being up there. So, but are, I mean, but is it? I mean, so this guy got the percentage up fifteen percent. But is it helping the print? I mean, the actual paper newspaper. Do you think people go out and buy the paper because they read it on a blog and they want to save the article in newsprint and it means something to them, or is that just it means something to um, the older generation? The younger people don't care about it. I, yeah, I think the focus uh, is, and people who do social media outreach on behalf of mainstream media sites might uh, feel differently about this, but I think that it seems that their focus is to drive traffic to the website um, because, you know, I think a lot of media companies are coming to recognize that that may be the future of where their business is going and um, getting involved in social media is a great way to bolster that. Right, I think maybe the... The print journalism won't completely die, but maybe it'll be nostalgic. Sure. <laughs> the way albums are still collected. <laughs> I was, was going to say, in terms of how the uh, how, what this means to the PR community, uh, uh, George Washington University just did a, a survey of journalists uh, across the country using uh, the Decision Database. That's how they reached out to them, and. Uh, uh, the findings were very interesting. One uh, uh, use of the uh, of, of the online medium for research is universal now amongst journalists of all ages. As, as recently as two years ago, it was heavily skewed towards the younger younger demographic. Now, journalists of all ages, right up to you know 55, 60 years old, are using uh, the online sources for their stories as much as uh, uh, journalists in their 20s. Uh, that's one interesting finding. Uh, and and uh, the, the other uh, interesting finding uh, is that uh, the, uh, <coughs> uh, the the various publications are are moving online uh, uh, much faster uh, than anyone would have imagined, and uh, uh, actually, uh, you know, you, you engaging uh, with. Uh, media sources, uh, especially the PR community, much more than you ever would have thought in the past. There's a traditional uh, animosity uh, by journalists being pitched, not wanting to get their sources from PR people, but now that a lot of the PR is being put out on the web, it's less confrontational. And they said 90, over 90% said uh, that uh, press relations uh, source material was their first or second source that they turned to uh, for their uh, sources on their material on their uh, stories that and online sites so uh, that that whole dynamic between the PR people and the media is changing very rapidly as everyone's going online and engaging more in a social uh, environment than in a confrontational or a sales type environment that PR used to be Wow um, uh, um, uh, Jay you had said that 
Uh, you re- released a press release today, and you wanted to talk about it. Can you tell us what? Just real is? briefly, yeah, I won't plug it too uh, hard, but it does no, relate <laughs> to what we're talking about, and that is um, we've we're now including these social metrics that I was talking about before. Actually, fourteen different varieties of them are available in Decision Point, which is uh, a platform for the media database that Dave was describing earlier. So now you can look up blogs in that platform and see all sorts of of data about how influential they are, including inbound links, comments, unique commenters, comment engagement level, media views, so you can actually see how many people are clicking on pictures and videos on that site. You can see average time spent, which is the number of uh, minutes and seconds that people are spending on a site once they go there. Um, There's just a whole lot of cool stuff in there. Also, vote count, which refers to the number of times that uh, a particular piece of content has been submitted to social bookmarking sites like Dig and Delicious and Reddit. Vote count or vote? Uh, Vote. V-O-T-E. Vote count. Um, So uh, these are just all ways of tracking influence online. And each of these metrics really matters um, in different ways depending on what your goals are. You know, um, if you are looking to reach out to bloggers who have communities that will push your content further and discuss it elsewhere, including on their own blogs and on social networks and on bookmarking sites, um, you want to look at the comment count because those are blogs that have engaged communities that will do that sort of thing for you. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that um, because it, it's it's pretty cool data that really you can use in a wide variety of ways depending on what you're And you know, about. I mean, with the numbers that are so um, overwhelming, I think, you know, having a tool where you can sort of you know, if you could even pick out five, you know, the top five and read what they're writing because, you know, I don't know, Dave, how you feel about this, but, you know, I think sometimes the bloggers resent being pitched by PR people. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, so if you if you know what they're blogging about, you don't just blindly send them something. They're going to, you know, smell the inauthenticity as we Yes, it's not much. And, and, and if, you've, if you've got a good research uh, uh, capability and are able to see where you should be looking first and then get a little little understanding of who these folks are, what they're interested in, and then absolutely go straight to, to the source, read it, understand where, where their interests lie, and then even engage in that, in that same community. You're going to be much more effective as a PR person. Right, and I, you know, I've I've been telling clients too that like they have to if they're going to work with us, they have to have their own blog, their own Twitter, if they have something worth twittering and blogging about. Um, uh, you know, besides what we're doing on our end, they need to also have their own voice. Uh, I, one of my guests said, "You you are you know, it's, the internet has become sort of you are what you publish." And uh, you you now have the pub- power to publish where it, before. It's really true. In fact, Cision, uh, one, one other thing they've done in the social media space, uh, Jay mentioned it's cross-departmental. The research group always had a very popular uh, uh, customer newsletter called the Cision Navigator. And it went out once a week, and it showed the, the top 10 or 20 uh, changes that happened in the media. Someone from Newsweek went here. Someone from ABC went there. Uh, very, very well, uh, well read by decision customer base, but it, but it only reached a very small universe and didn't reach out beyond the customer base and wasn't used as a way to engage with uh, uh, potential customers, etc. Decision just recently created the Navigator website. Well, I want to. We're going to take a break, and I want to hear because it's funny that you segued into that because I was actually my next question was all about your newsletter. But we have to stop for a moment oh, to take a okay, break great. from a word from you, probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. 
This is your host, Maureen Kettis, and we've been speaking with Jay Crawl and David Coppathorn from Cision, and we will be right back after a word from Cision. From the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com. All we talk about is money. Call us toll free. 866-472-5790 and talk to the experts. We talk money all the time. Voice America Business. listening to PR Insider with your host Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again. This is PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis. Um, we've got two fabulous guests, Jay Crawl and David Coppathorn. If you missed any of our show, go to prinsider.biz and uh, it will get you right there to an archived episode. We're, on, we're 24-7 on demand. Um, Jay, David, welcome back. Thank you. So I interrupted you, Dave, when you were talking about um, the Cision Navigator newsletter. Yes, a lot, a lot of companies, uh, when, when, when people ask, how do I get my company into social media? It just sounds so uh, esoteric. Uh, is, there a, is there a cookbook you use? Is there a guidebook? Uh, is there something you sign up for? And very often it's right under, right under your nose. That the things you've traditionally done that have engaged customers and have been successful are very often the best place to start. And you just have to think about them in a slightly different way. And Cision did this itself with its customer newsletter called The Navigator. They said, this really isn't just a newsletter. We're not just pushing uh, content, pushing uh, information out to our customers. 
our customers get engaged with this right away, and they call us back on it. Uh, th- this is really the basis of a community. So they created the Navigator website, which is a, a kind of a central meeting place for Cision customers to come. Uh, all the new updates, major updates, are posted there, and they're put on RSS feeds, five different RSS feeds that you can sign up for. Uh, giving you updates on uh, me- media changes and, and new uh, information about uh, publications and outlets and contacts in uh, everything from consumer publications to uh, tech publications to uh, 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 energy and healthcare, etc. And uh, that's just one piece of it. There's there's all kinds of other things. There's a link to the Cision blog. There's a link to all the white papers the company has done. And then there's a user customizable feature there so that you can set up the site so that every time you go to it, you're getting on your own page uh, exactly the information that you use most often. Uh, so what they've done is create a, a, created a central meeting place where all the best information that the company has to offer is available uh, publicly, and even a lot of their database, which they sell uh, access to, a lot of the updates and changes are available uh, to the public as well. So it's a great way to pull PR people of every, every stripe into, into the uh, community, and then uh, obviously over time those folks like what they see. They say, I'll, I'll, I'll be, uh, become a Cision customer. In the meantime, the customers are happy because they're involved in a, in a dialogue and, and engaged in more of a conversation than, than just uh, getting a newsletter once a week. So, so the newsletter is not just a con- you know, uh, content added for, I mean, a benefit added for Cision customers. It's open to anybody. Right. It's, 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 it goes well beyond now. And they, they've gone to the point where they posted this, the newsletter copies on their public site so you could look at them. Right. But now it's, it's, it's this very, it's this great environment where if you, if you bookmark the site, you go to it and there's always something useful there. Right. And uh, I think that goes back to the authenticity um, issue. It's, it's sort of if you're giving information, you know, that people on the Internet can smell a sale or try, smell if you're trying to sell them something. But if you're giving something, or that's this goes back to the publishing idea, you know, you're publishing something, you're giving information, then then you become valuable and important on the internet. Right, and, and you know, it's, it's interesting. Every every company with a sales process, you give away a lot of information in that sales process. Uh, you know, being in the PR agency business for years, you know, we we do proposals and whatnot, give give away a lot of free consulting yeah. advice. And if you didn't get the client, well, that's yeah. too bad. But you know, everybody has a lot to offer. You do end up getting getting paid, and that's okay. But really, it's it's a business about a community and creating a community and a, uh, a whole knowledge base that's that's worth. All you need is love. We need <laughs> <laughs> one exactly. happy social community. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing that, uh, <laughs> that we haven't talked about that actually does kind of make it more of a community is the extra. It does. Yeah. You know, it's you know we talked about a small world when uh, you know you were able to fly to Europe in a day. And now, you know, we can just communicate. I mean, I just I want to say hi to Luxembourg. I just got a, a fan email from Luxembourg, somebody doing PR in Luxembourg. Cool. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um, so, uh, but also, you know, you wanted to talk more about sort of uh, content creation, the value of having your own, you know, for clients of a P- PR eight, uh, agents, 
having your own blog, having your own Twitter, and, and uh, Jay, you wanted to comment on that. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And along those same lines, just a final note with the Navigator is another component of it is expert articles. So we have a lot of uh, content out there that's written by PR pros outside of our organization. So, um, And also, if you're interested in uh, contributing to that, please feel free to email me because we're always looking for different perspectives from PR people. So that's another thing that kind of makes it a community. But in a more general way, that's something to look for in all of your um, online communications, no matter what your business is. You know, I mean, I stop, I know that a lot of people don't, I stop a little bit short of saying that everyone should have a blog, but I think way more people should have blogs than do, um, because even if you don't feel like there's something that you're authoritative enough in, you know, I mean, we don't really treat our blog that way. Yes, we do research uh, for it, and we do interviews, and we try to offer compelling and interesting and, most of all, useful content on the blog, but more than that, we're asking questions of our readers and, you know, the community of PR people who use our services and uh, and who practice PR to say, you know, nearly all of our blog posts end with a question like, what do you think? Have you ever had this experience? Have you ever dealt with this particular uh issue and for us it becomes um, an input too you know where we get those comments and dozens of comments per post in some cases where um, we kind of start a discussion that becomes as valuable for us as anything we're offering on the blog so if nothing else you can start to think of content creation with regard to social media as an opportunity to start a conversation um, in all sorts of ways not just by reaching out to somebody on Twitter or Facebook so let me ask you this then when you put out your press release, like, for example, you said you put one out today, or was it yesterday, today? Yeah. Um, do you first confer with your social media blog followers before you release something, or is it not that, they're not that involved? Um, I think that there are always going to be in any uh, in any business you always have um, competitive pressure and whatnot that means you're not going to leak all of your secrets before uh, you know it's often said that bloggers don't honor embargoes um, so we we don't do that um, that might make sense for some businesses where uh, you're maybe not quite as sensitive about those kinds of um, of competitive pressures and whatnot but um, we do solicit uh, questions or we do Explicit information from um, PR people, both who use our services and who don't, and bloggers um, all the time in a much more, I would say, informal way. I would say there are probably uh, at least a dozen or more um, people in our organization who are very meaningfully involved, especially on Twitter and reaching out to those well, people. Let me ask you this because you brought it up. Um, who, who do you think of as your competitor and, and why do you think Cision is uh, superior? Gosh, am I going to say, say the magic no. word? I don't know. Um, you know, it kind of depends because we have so many, I don't mean to skirt the question, but we have so many different types of services that we actually have different competitors in every space from monitoring to email distribution, media research, media analysis and evaluation, and now social media monitoring that we kind of like to think of ourselves as unique in the fact that we have a one-stop shop for all of those things and the competitive landscape is different in all of those areas. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how I think of it. I mean, I think of it as, you know, just the one place where you can get everything, and it's, it's so comprehensive. It's, you know, and, and, the, and also the help, you know. There's so much help. So if you feel overwhelmed, there's, there's you know, all kinds of learning tools. And I'm always finding something new. Like I, I told you that during a break, we, I found this, you know, wonderful thing that was going on at the LA Times that I wouldn't have found, you know, if I hadn't uh, gone deep into the, <laughs> into the, 
what I don't want to know what you call it into the into the cave of uh, information. <laughs> so, um, what's uh, what's coming up next for you? Anything exciting or for, just for me? I, I'm do, I'm doing a bunch of uh, conferences this spring where we're going to be talking um, about social media with PR pros, including with PRSA, the American Medical uh-huh. Association, um, Cross Type Media, and Chris Brogan's uh, Inbound Marketing Summit in San Francisco, um, the conference board, some other things. But uh, you know, inbound marketing is a really interesting concept. The idea that if you uh, create compelling content out there that's you, you produce videos online you write blog posts you offer whatever it is you have to offer people are going to find you and you don't really have to pitch quite in the same way that you that we always have have considered it so that's that's a big focus as well wow well i mean that's all the time we have left today we're going to have to have you both back sounds great i want to thank both of you for coming on um, you can find uh, David Coppathorn at AquariusAdvisors.com, and you can find Jay Crawl. You can write directly to him at j.crawl, that's J-A-Y dot K-R-A-L-L, at Cision.com. And just in case you haven't heard me say it 30 million times, it's C-I-S-I-O-N.com. This is your host, Maureen Kettis. I want to thank Cision. I want to thank uh, my nephew, Doran Roberts Kettis, who wrote my music for the show. You can reach him at doranrk at yahoo.com and my wonderful executive producer, John Missel. Don't forget to go to prinsider.biz and sign up for our weekly reminders and email your questions and comments. And that's what, that way we'll be doing our social media. <laughs> Don't worry, we won't crowd your inbox. Mark your calendars. We're on live every Friday. And this is your host, Maureen Kettis. Don't forget to relate to your public, whoever they may be. Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Network. And have a great week. 